Hello and welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. It is now part two of our March Madness Best Sci-Fi or Fantasy Film of the Last Ten Years. I am the Thunderous Wizard along with the... Ghost Hammer. Ghost Hammer, a.k.a. Bunkhouse Buck, a.k.a. Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Nice reference there. So we are on uh, the second half of the bracket and we can't wait to bring it to you. We're going to go through the second half of the bracket and the ultimate winner. But as always, we are brought to you by RevengeOfTheFans.com. And now, let's hit the intro. We are here with the voice of the intro, Ghost Hammer. Ghost Hammer. So, here we go. Hops and box office flops. A place where we can celebrate the underdog films, the bombs, the disasters. The much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy. So please sit back, grab a beer, and enjoy the show. So welcome back to that. All right, the alien sign language brackets, the next one we're going to be... Or the alien paint by numbers, or the alien elementary school art class bracket. (laughs) It has a lot of interesting, great sci-fi fantasy films. So let's get started with the number one seed that the IO9. Which inspired uh, the name of this uh, section of the bracket. Right. Which is Arrival. Arrival. And that faces off with Annihilation. Yeah, Annihilation. Which was uh, directed by the Ex Machina guy. Annihilation was? I believe so, yeah. Dang. Yeah. You see that movie? Uh, I haven't heard good things. So, I've heard of Divorce, Bears, uh, The Ether. So, this one I actually happen to know quite a bit about, unlike some of the okay. other ones in the past. Um, so, Annihilation was a trilogy of books. I, I, I honestly can't remember who wrote them. Uh, and I got really excited when I heard that these books were turned into a movie. So, I went and bought the first book and I read the whole thing. And it was, it was all right. Um, and then the movie came out. And again, it was all right. From start to finish. Um, so this is the one that star- stars Natalie Portman and a bunch of B actors or D actors or whatever it is. and they Well, Tessa Thompson's in it, right? So you Oscar to... Isaac. Oscar Isaac yeah. is in it. That's true. But he's wearing his shirt, not sleeping with the robots. I, I totally forgot he was in that movie. Holy heck. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was okay. It's just an okay movie from start to finish. You know, it's... So listeners, if you remember uh, Captain Cash... My co-host from the uh, fan, uh, Corman's Fantastic Four pod. He and I, uh, we often text about, uh, well, mainly comic book movies, but he was not kind to this. So even though it was free, I just determined I would probably take a pass until I had time to kill. Like right. actual time to kill. Right. It's like, kind of a forgettable movie from start to finish. Whereas I think Arrival, and I saw Arrival in the theaters and... I really enjoyed Arrival. I thought it was a smart movie and had a lot of interesting things to say, as we've said for quite a few of these movies. Right. Yeah, Arrival's an excellent As in getting to know somebody's culture before you just destroy them. Right. You know? Right. For no reason. Which is, you know, the modus operandi of the military personnel in this movie is, oh, well, we're going to bomb the alien. Yep. It's like, well, maybe they're peaceful. I don't know. Bad choice. Would have been a bad choice. Cinema history would dictate that aliens are all evil. Right. But these aliens were not. Yeah. So 
Maybe make him some scones. Invite him in for tea. I don't know. <laughs> Whereas Annihilation is a movie about Natalie Portman going into a, a district that's cut off from the rest of the world and fantastical things are kind of occurring and you're not necessarily sure what really is going on for most of the film until the end where everyone kind of goes crazy and kills each other. Oh. That's basically the, the plot as I can remember it. Yeah. That doesn't sound particularly interesting. <laughs> it's not. It so, ends. It ends in a lighthouse. Yeah. Well, I chose Arrival. Yeah, I, I chose to. Arrival too. Uh, so that ends that. Yep. It was I'm actually surprised decision. Annihilation is a 16 though, because I know some people who think it's like a fantastic piece of science fiction cinema. No way. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I've met people. Oh, you got to see a. You got to see Annihilation. No. And uh, I hadn't done it yet, simply because I was in this text exchange and. Uh, Captain Cash like, no, you do not need to see it. No, it's as forgettable as the book was, I thought. And the book was a trilogy, and I think the movie kind of covered... I, I didn't read the second or third book, but I'm pretty sure the movie kind of expands across all three of them, and it gives you the ending, and the ending is so lackluster. I don't want to ruin it necessarily, but there's aliens, and the aliens kind of created this alternate dimension kind of world where... Uh, it just looks like you're inside a rainbow. Basically, and that alternate dimension is very beautiful and, you know, very natural and, it, you know, it's it's hard to explain, but it's just it's just not interesting the entire film. So oh, compared to Arrival, oh. which is always interesting and all the like linguistics. I think and, uh, what hits the hardest about Arrival is the revelations that they have towards the end. Mm. And I guess I don't really want to ruin that either. But. No. She sort of becomes prescient you know, yep. because of her interactions with, and it and it, it's one of those things. Like all good movies will make you have some sort of emotional or visceral visceral reaction to them. And in Arrival, the main character is so. You root for her. You root for her. Yeah. It's not maybe she's not super likable, but you feel for her at least. Yeah. Whereas Natalie Portman in Annihilation, you don't you don't feel anything for her at all. Maybe this is a controversial statement. But Natalie Portman largely is not great in most of her movies. <laughs> she's just not. I don't know. It's she's, hard to say. She's like pretty okay. Uh, she's pretty okay. I love the professional. Yeah. And I was probably like, oh, she's really good in this. And she was a child actor. But right. for the most part, she's just like boring girl. And I'm from Long Island. She's from Long Island. And I respect oh, that. So, yeah. so I have that You've got going that for her. Going. However, it's still not a great movie, and Arrival kills it. So like, Arrival moves on. I think of like roles she could have could have played that were like you know similar age. She was she's obviously still a very hot actress, <laughs> not in terms of just looks, but like you know she gets she gets really good jobs because obviously she, she probably earns them. But yep. like if she was in The Wrestler, she played she played Mickey Rourke's daughter in The Wrestler. I don't think she pulls the role off. Yeah, that would have been weird. Imagine. Yeah. I just she just. I mean, look at her as Jane Foster in, in both Thor movies that she's in. Yep. Is there a less interesting character in the MCU than Jane Foster? No, but that might not have been her fault. No. She's pretty bland. Yeah. At least the, like the writing seemed to be but bland. Look, like Skarsgård, who I forget, I forget his name. No, who He's cares? Dr. Selvin. Like, he makes <laughs> the most out of that. that role. Yeah. You know? Well, he finds a way. He's a brilliant actor. Well, have you seen Mamma Mia? 
Guy can do it all. Guy can do it all. He can do it all. I mean, he's no Pierce Brosnan when it comes to no, singing, but... Not even close. He's not even a Colin Firth when it comes to singing, but he tries, damn it. All right, so Arrival wins that one pretty handily as a one should do over a 16 seed. Yeah. Um, the next one down is Coraline, a movie I have not seen, which well, I hear is amazing. Uh, I've heard very good things. It, right. Uh, similar animation style to Corpse Bride or right, yeah. Frank and Weenie or... Yep. Nightmare Before Christmas. It's one of those movies I always wanted to see, but I just never got around yeah, to. Yeah, it. it's like one of those things that escaped me. And it, you know, it's like weird. Like you, you have like something like HBO, and you, you're always hoping like, oh, well, maybe they'll diversify what they show. And then they wind up showing like cop and a half, forty five fucking times a month. <laughs> it's like, wouldn't it have been nice if they showed something that wasn't terrible, right? Like I was, obviously, we're, we're doing this as part of like a like little vacation I took and. I watched a lot of HBO and the family fell asleep and it was like everything I watched was terrible. I watched some movie where Melissa McCarthy went back to college, which was essentially back to school, but with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, I remember that movie, whatever it was called. Forgettable. Life of the Party. I watched Jurassic World 2, which as I stated earlier. You love Pratt. uh, Just so bad. (laughs) Just so utterly bad. Uh, and I forget what the other one was. So tie this into Coraline. How does this tie into Coraline? Why why not show like (laughs) a nice, you know, array of films and not show things on loop? Right. Like, oh, Justice League was on like six times. Just throw Groundhog's Day over and over again. Everyone would be happy. I would certainly be much more happy. Groundhog Day is one of those movies. You pick it up no matter where it's at. You watch it it all the way through. Bill Murray's a national treasure. He's a national national treasure. So I haven't seen Coraline. I feel like I should rectify that. But, right. So I had to choose Ragnarok. Oh, so we should say that it was going up against the yeah. number nine seed, Thor Ragnarok, which is a movie that when I initially saw it, I hated. Me too. That's funny because I, I, I detested it the first right. time around. And then the second and third time around, I'm like, I really like this. So what? So how I felt when I saw it was... It seemed to be that the first two Thor movies had a theme, or at least a, a tone. And that tone yeah. was like kind of serious with a little bit of humor here and there. And they, then I guess maybe those movies didn't do so well. And then the. They, they certainly didn't perform as well as other Marvel and movies. And then Guardians of the Galaxies came out, and Guardians of the Galaxies had a very specific tone of humor first and, yep. you know, laugh a lot. And all of a sudden, those movies did very well. And so Thor came out, and Thor felt to me like it was kind of a... He, like felt, he felt like Peter Quill. They were trying to like pick up that vibe, yeah. that tone. You know, yeah, like yeah. This is what makes the Marvel comic movies make a lot of money. It's a lot of dumb action mixed with silly humor and like a lot of like jokes. Jokes, can, jokes, 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 jokes. You can tell they've shifted a bit towards the more like, well, it's, it can be funny all the time. It's not a big deal. I think it is sort of a big deal, and I don't think it works as often as they think it does. Right. Obviously, it does for audiences. Oh, yeah. So they don't care. Like that I think mo- That movie pulled in a grip of money, last I heard. Yeah, I'll go to my grave thinking the dance-off at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the stupidest things of all time. <laughs> right. Because, like, oh, here's the big bad villain, and you beat him by being, you know, like a Silly. infomercial for right. dancing. Distracting him. It's just, it's just dumb. Yeah. I'll never, I, I just, I, I will never, nobody could ever convince me that was a good way to 
rid the world of like this villain who wanted to commit genocide <laughs> and also it undermines the, the whole moment because you know hundreds of thousands of people seemingly just died yep but Maybe, you know but, i don't know but you're silly so it's cool yeah is superman break dancing right before he snaps odd's neck nope no. Doesn't now, should happen. he have snaps odd's neck that's a debate in itself but, that being uh, said <laughs> thor is fun i mean the humor is what it is I mean, the character completely changes to me. He seems like a totally different character starting, starting from yeah, then on. Yeah, he he definitely does. He right. became like, oh, nobody wants the self serious guy. Apparently not. I can be the self serious comic relief, and he actually steals Infinity War by doing that. Right. I think he's the best part of Infinity War. Right. Yeah, and he's still that character yeah. going forward, obviously, because it yeah. works so well for them financially. Um, what turned me around more than anything was. Uh, the director Taika Waititi, I his humor is I wouldn't say an acquired taste because everybody seems to like it. But then I decided I'll watch his other movies. You know, like I didn't necessarily Oof. think this worked for Thor, but I'll watch his other movies. And what we do in the shadows, which is also in one of these in this bracket somewhere. Okay, it's in the next uh, section of the bracket. It's it's a it's just a hilarious movie. Hmm. It's great. Okay, I haven't seen anything else by him. It's good enough they just uh, recreated a TV show out of it. So, huh? He also did a movie uh, called Son of Rambo. He's he's funny. Uh, his humor is, is weird. It's uh, it's not what you would generally think of humor. And Hemsworth is able to pull it off, and I think that speaks to the type of actor he is. And he's better than most people would assume he is. He's not just a pretty face. And it's not just that the humor hit for me better the second time, but when he goes back to Asgard and they're on the bridge and he's just the the effects of the lightning as he fights his way through Hela's like army, I thought it looked just incredible. Okay. So I, I I like the movie. It really turned me around. I like it a lot more now. I still it's still one of only three Marvel movies I've never bought. And I probably won't buy it. Uh didn't buy Thor two, didn't buy Ragnarok. Thor 2, I don't uh, even remember. I guess those are the Honestly. only two. Uh, I, I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, so I'm not... Uh, me either. If I'm wrong on that, let me know. If I should run out and see it, listeners, let me know. Because I, <laughs> I have no interest in seeing it. Uh, it's doing pretty well so far, oh, it's, apparently. It's friggin' crushing it. Yeah, financially speaking. Yeah. It's proving all the, uh, the it, haters and trolls on the internet wrong, apparently. Can we, can we talk about trolls for just a second we can is it not, we're about a couple beers deep so is it we might as well get into it like a little ridiculous that grown men cannot process a female leading women movie. doing things yeah and like, not it's not only that but brie larson apparently went on to like talk about how she thinks that other people from other races that aren't just white people uh, should be making films and they should be, you know, considered yeah. for, you know, nominations and all that stuff for trophies and whatnot. Hey, guess what? We're about to talk about Avatar. Yeah. And you know what? People we, hate that. We don't own America, white people. We don't. We stole it and we're terrible people. And we remain terrible people because we can't fucking adjust to simplistic stuff yeah. like Having a female-led superhero movie. I know. Can you believe it? Why are we such 2019, hateful, awful we, people? How dare they ever? 
yeah put a woman in charge or Grow make up. female characters be strong and and effective and yeah. it's unbelievable anyway she shouldn't do anything but have somebody hold her umbrella gosh you're right so so thor ragnarok moves forward for me it's 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 fun i mean all the hulk Thor scenes are all super chewy and exciting to watch and very funny. And it's a funny movie. It's exciting. And the fight scenes are good and the animation's all good. So Thor Thor goes on for me. What Thor was the point of the dog the in that movie, though? The dog? Yeah, the giant dog of war. What was the point of the dog other than to give the Hulk something? Something to, to smash at yeah. the end, yeah, basically. All right, so going forward, the next uh, round is Kick-Ass, the five seed against oh. Harry Potter... And the half blood prince number twelve seed, which is, I think it's a low ranking for half blood prince. Right, it's a low ranking, um, and maybe it's not the best Harry Potter movie. Actually, around. and it's I, the only one that made the the six the round of the uh, the whole thing. I'm guessing now. I'd have to go back and look, but it's been a long time. But I'm guessing that. I guess the seven uh, f- five movie, isn't a great movie. Uh, four and the other ones are too old. Four is probably too old. Four is probably my favorite, I would say. Uh, three is my favorite. That's three. Alfonso Cuaron. Three is a very good movie. Three, I think, um, is so... It's a masterful movie. And if you didn't even like Harry Potter and you never saw any of the other ones, you'd think that's a good movie. Where's What's the name of that one again? Require, remind me. That one is The uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner of Azkaban, right. That's I the introduction of... Uh, you can see that and just be like, oh, this was really good. Right. I like uh, Goblet of Fire just because I think I like the book the best. It's Great tough. movie. Um, I think the, the, the two seventh movies are two of the weaker ones. They're okay. They're just okay. So the fifth one probably doesn't make the cut either. I think it's too old. It might be too old. Yeah. But Although it's I may not, not make the list either, anyway. So, so that, that makes sense why the Half Blood Prince is the only one on there. Okay. All and right. You we would figured think it out. Put this, the last one because people love it and I, I don't. But Have you seen Kick Ass? I have. It's a good movie. It is good. It's really good. Uh, I picked against it only because I have Harry such Potter. deep Harry Potter love. Right. And that's exactly why and, I picked it too. Uh, Kick Ass. The biggest problem with Kick Ass is this. Uh, the lead character is not all that interesting. In fact, he's not really interesting at all. And you'll know Aaron Taylor Johnson because he went on to be the worse version of Quicksilver. Right. Uh, the best part of Kick-Ass is Nicolas Cage, and it's not even close. <sighs> yep, I agree wholeheartedly. And so he's not he's not the titular character. So No, he's just the dad. He's just I mean, the dad who's the training trainer. his daughter yeah, how to exactly. be a psychopath. Right. <laughs> And it, it it's effective. He's you know he he does a good job doing that, which is more than you so can say. So that's sort of the issue. Like a lot of his films, Nicolas Cage, he's not in the sequel, and the sequel is terrible. The sequel's terrible, forgettable. I remember Kick watching Ass it. Kick Ass is a fun movie, but really it, it it it's it's a movie that is very dependent on Nicolas Cage being around. Right. And when he's not around, it's not as good. Right. Oh, oddly enough, the other Quicksilver is in Kick Ass. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah, he's his friend. Uh, Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Yeah, he's his friend. God. They both went on to play Quicksilver. Just one of them played a Quicksilver with a terrible accent, and the other one played a Quicksilver with a metallic jacket. The fact that you know that, man. You're so good at those. (laughs) 
So. <laughs> Remembering all these names of actors that I've, I'll never ever know. So yeah, chose Harry Potter. I think book six is actually one of the stronger books too. Mm-hmm. It um, really takes a dark turn at that it, point. It I does. mean, it's starting to take a dark it's, turn it's before prepping, that. It's prepping you for what's going to be a very. The ending's not fun. No, it's not. Like, no. yeah, it, it's the, a the good gut wrenching battle yeah. where good guys die. But it turns into right. like a. You know, a right. wizard graveyard. Right. And the Half-Blood Prince is kind of the start of all that. I mean, yeah. it really starts with book four. Very anyway. very end of Order of the Phoenix. Book four, actually, because that's when Voldemort returns. Right. And that's kind of where Order it turns. Of the Phoenix, they, they, gets... kill, they kill a major character. Yep. Most people probably know at this point. Yeah. I mean, Sirius Black, who was my favorite character. Yeah, who was the best. Yeah. Gary Oldman. Yep, and he was the prominent character in number three, which is why you like that one the best. Yep. There well, the, I thought the time turner stuff, all that was so clever. Yeah. The way they did that. Yep. I agree. All right. So the ne- uh, the next one is the number four seated her versus Avatar. Yeah. Now one of the highest, you know, it's the highest grossing movie, grossing of all time. movie of all time. Thirteen seed. Uh, her versus Avatar. See, here's another seating issue. I like her. It's a good movie. It's actually a very good movie. So what is her? I, ha- I haven't seen this movie. All right. So it's a guy who uh, falls in love with the operating system of his computer. I'm not exactly sure why this is even sci-fi or fantasy because this stuff is happening like right now. Right. <laughs> but at the time, I guess it was probably less common. But Jocelyn Phoenix essentially is a, is a guy that falls in love with the voice of his computer. Did you just say Jacqueline Phoenix? What is it? Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. I always say Jacqueline. Because so there what, is a J on the front yeah, of there. That's one of my mispronunciations <laughs> often. Gotcha. Uh, and Scarlett Johansson is the computer voice. Okay. So who could blame him? I, you know what? I think I've heard of this movie before. And the review I heard of it was not great. It's a Spike Jonze movie. Okay. Uh, he did Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah, I never saw it. He's done a, he's, it's really, you know, I'm in one of those lapses now, but he's directed a lot of good films. Okay. He's been relatively inactive of late, but this was nominated for Best Picture. Her so was, I really. get why it's a uh, four seed, but I do not get why Avatar is a 13. Right? You would think Avatar was, I mean, it's not. I think that is how far. It's not a revolutionary the, kind of film. It's not something that changes the the game outside of its you know it's cg and i think the aesthetics of the world that it it exists within i think people forget how big that movie was right i mean billion that's like dollars big that's like creating this list in the mid 90s and ranking terminator 2 at a 13 avatar was huge huge it's the highest grossing movie ever and aren't they making nominated for best picture three more sequels but it's been it's been 10 years now Wow. So that it's I think. It's crazy to think about that. I think the the gap between sequels hurt it. Right. Uh, but aren't they putting and I think the people, next three out all together? Isn't that what they're doing? They'll be closer. Yeah, it'll be yeah. more like Lord They're of filming the them all together yeah. and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be like I a year. So Avatar revolutionized. Like we were talking about Donna the Planet of the Apes and motion capture. Avatar not only revolutionized motion capture performance at the time, but 3D. Mm. It used entirely new technology to create this world Pandora. And sure, Avatar is a combination of Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, 
and Pocahontas. Pocahontas, yeah. That's, but that's the biggest criticism that came I, of it. I honestly do not care because these stories have to be told. The darker side of American history has to be told and told and told and told until it's blue in the face because people like to romanticize about America. I love America too. Uh, mostly great country, but it's also got a very dark and disgusting history. Right. And if you forget things in history... As they say, you're doomed to repeat Shit them. happens again. Yeah. Right, right. Right. What we did to the Native Americans should never be forgotten. And even using it in a metaphorical way to show like people came someplace to get something of value and they essentially decided the people that live there could go to hell. Right. Like. Because they don't understand what a, they got. Yeah. It's an important story. Right. Like if they don't, if they don't understand what the, the, the resource is worth, we'll take it from them. And if we have to take it by force, we will. Well, it's not really an acceptable way to go about things. No. Many would argue that. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I rewatched Avatar for the first time in years. Man, I haven't seen it since I saw it in the theaters. Actually. And it was like mandatory viewing when that thing was coming out in the theaters. I rewatched it for the first time since the theaters. It's another one of those things like Gravity where I thought like, oh, can I replicate such an experience? And I loved it. I, I loved being in Pandora again. It got me excited that right. they're making more movies. When that movie came out, I heard stories about how people watched it and then they kind of, they fell into like a state of depression. They fell into a state of depression that they couldn't live on Pandora. Right. It was, like what it was I, so beautiful what and so exotic and so clean and not, yeah. you know, as polluted and tormented as our world is yeah like it's a it's a brand new place right which by the way like unadulterated you listen to all these morons right they're like oh well, we're exploring how we get to the moon and how we'll get to mars and can we colonize mars no just save the planet right stop building shit that really destroys got one. the planet yeah okay so avatar against her i i haven't seen her so avatar clearly went forward i for chose me. avatar just because i I liked her, and I think it's an interesting story, and I think it's uh, it's particularly poignant and relevant to today's day and age, where I think human people, you know, human beings are particularly disconnected, right, from reality, and like the the you know going out and talking to someone is like it's foreign right. to people. It's like, not as easy. Why would I do that? Yeah, you, you have know? the internet, you have social uh, media. So I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, right. But I really enjoy after it's more. Yeah, it was action packed and Scorny Weaver. It was, a, it was a visual spectacle. It was important when it came out. It may it's, not be so important now. But shockingly enough, to me, it still looked. I think it still held, hold, held up very well. I mean, it's a billion dollar movie. Yeah, you would hope. It's tough because special effects for movies seem to advance so much faster than special effects or like video game graphics. Right. So a movie that came out ten years ago. Right especially one that's all special effects you think has the potential to be obsolete. Uh, but Still it look good. I got to recheck that out. textures. Especially the when thing. the new textures. ones come out because it's yeah. going to be a progression, I'm guessing. Like you watch Aquaman now. Aquaman's gorgeous. Looks unbelievable. I have to see it. So, so I think that's the type of stuff you're going to be thinking when you think Avatar 2. And right. Avatar 2 is going to blow that out. 2 and 3, right? Yeah. Not a four, though. They are making a four. I think they're four. They're just going to be rolling in cash. It's all James Cameron, too? 
Yep, all James Cameron. Oh man, just rolling. In the cash. only thing that sucks about it is that I kind of wish he was doing other things. You know, like he's one of the deep sea documentaries. Not even. <laughs> that. I mean, I can handle one deep sea documentary, but you think I'll ever go like, back to Terminator? Well, he. I think he wrote or he's producing the new Terminator that's coming out, uh, which is going to be directed by Tim Miller, who did Deadpool one. It's hopeful. You know, maybe. Terminator Genesis was so bad. I, I mean, know. they just make bad. I mean, none of the Terminator movies made this list. The only good for thing about apparently good reason. Terminator Genesis was that the whole world was going to end because of social media. <laughs> like, well, guess they're onto something. All right, so for both of us, Avatar moves on Avatar, in that one. Yep. The number six seed is the War of the Planet of the Apes against number eleven seed, Hereditary. See, some of these are weird choices, because Hereditary, I guess, is fantasy or science fiction, but it's really a horror movie. Again, another movie I haven't seen. There's so uh, many of these I haven't seen, unfortunately. And I just chose War. Okay. Yeah, me too. I think War has way too much to say about how human beings perceive being human. Right. Right? Like, they kill humans because they can't talk anymore. Right. They haven't devolved in any other way. Right. Except their voice. Except they can't talk. Right. And immediately they think like, oh, we're savages. Like, that's fascinating. That was a quality flick. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. All of those movies, man. Underrated. They're just going to go away and people are going to forget about them. And I feel bad about that because they are extremely quality films. The first one's a little... The first one's just okay. Just okay. But the second, I mean, like... I think the first one has... I feel like movies don't uh, get made like that anymore. Has stuff to say about, like... Uh, pharmaceutical testing and right. the limits you're willing to go and what could potentially happen. And James Franco. Uh, James Franco <laughs> and his lazy eye. Uh, John Lithgow, of course, who's the man. Yeah, he's great. It's the weakest of the trilogy. It's still a good movie. But I it's... agree. All right, so the next one is kind of interesting. I mean, I feel like we both probably came out with the same this decision. This tough. You think so? But Skyfall's not a fantasy or sci-fi movie. So Oh, you're you're ahead. So it's Inception, the oh, the, yeah, yeah. the three seed, and Midnight in Paris. That's the movie where uh, is that that Owen Wilson? Owen movie? Wilson goes right, and he essentially meets up with all these literary figures, right? Which uh, I love. I just feel like it's out of place on this list. No, it doesn't fit, and I don't think Skyfall fits either. No, I so, agree. So that disqualified it. For I me. feel like they reached. I don't on a think lot of it's these. a fantasy or a sci-fi film. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. It's definitely. Science fiction, right? I think it's Manhattan a his, Paris. I think it's like a historical movie, right? And it's you interesting know? them running into it's a guy Hemingway going to and Paris and meeting and, with a bunch of expats. Yeah, and it's it's yeah, Woody Allen, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that sort of tarnishes it too, <laughs> <laughs> for other reasons. Although he's he's brilliant in a lot of ways. He is, and yeah. so I feel like Inception kind of gets forced through because of who it's going up against i think midnight in paris i think i i like better as a movie but because i don't really feel it fits the list i chose inception yeah i liked it i remember liking another movie i haven't seen actually since the theaters mainly because inception i've seen a few times i just uh i don't know it's it's a good movie i mean it's i feel like once you see that conceit the one time like i didn't really feel like i had to revisit it no. I don't want to like be like, oh, is this a dream or is this a dream? It's like, oh, well, I saw it and I saw it. Right, no. and and for me, like the uh, the best parts about it were the scenes where they 
they they did all this interesting filming that I I couldn't tell you how the hell they did it where they're like in a a hallway in a hotel and the whole thing is spinning yeah it was pretty cool yeah it's just cool to watch you know like it that that's basically the whole thing for me the movie is just cool to watch whether it's a great movie I don't know and whether it's like really like mind melding uh, or brilliant or anything like that, I don't I don't necessarily think it is. It's just the storyline is what it is. It's kind of interesting. It it feels like it's trying to be deeper than it really is, and it's not that deep of a movie. I think it's just well filmed, and I think a lot of the action scenes are cool. I th- I think it gets a little convoluted. Oh, you can't go to a dream without a dream without a dream. Right. Within. Yeah. It's it it tries desperately hard to set up like a, well, a set of rules he's that the movie fills, to, and and they constantly skirt the lines of perhaps breaking the rule. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I like it a lot. Yeah, it has here's a set a, of parameters, a... and it sticks within those parameters, I guess. And it has all these rules that they can't break, and like maybe they can break them, but in the end, it's just a. A story about a guy trying to get his Here's family back. Here's a controversial back. take. Just because Tom Hardy and Joseph Gordon-Levitt were good in Inception doesn't mean you should have put them in The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Dark, sure. Dark Knight Rises Bane is not good. <laughs> <laughs> that voice he's that he not, has. He's not good. It's unbelievable. <laughs> also, Tom Hardy's, yeah, not, see? Tom, Tom Hardy's not a big guy. No, he's not. Here, in, in my perfect world, and... Uh, as you listeners know, we're going to be doing Batman and Robin as part of Arnold Action Month uh, coming up. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been Bane at some point. Yeah. Uh, instead, he was Mr. Freeze and he was wearing bunny slippers and doing Chilling bad sound of your doom. But, like, there's a world where we got an Arnold Bane and I, I want to live in that multiverse. That, <laughs> that alternate universe. Yeah, right. That's where I want to live. Right. I mean, that, I don't want Mr. Freeze Arnold. Yeah, that's it rule sucks. number one. That's like the first thing you look for for a perfect alternate dimension. Yeah. Is big, the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger is Bane. Big, strong, foreign <laughs> guy. Breaks Batman's back. Right. Check, check, check. Check, Arnold. check, check. And, yeah. and like his like 40s, 30s. You yeah. Know, like where he was still, you know, you know juiced up, I don't want, big. I don't want saggy Arnold. I don't want collateral damage Arnold. Oh, no. Nobody wants collateral damage Arnold, which is probably a movie that you're going to do at some point the, in this series. Listeners. Collateral as, damage. Oh. As you'll come to find, I have shed a lot of tears over Arnold throughout mm. the years. And the end of career Arnold was not good for me. <laughs> It were not, dark days. It, it was not. I remember good. those days. I watched you go through those days, and not, I felt I felt really almost sympathetic. I think I went, <laughs> I think I saw collateral damage in theaters. I think the usher had to tell me to leave. Yeah, like I had just sat there, sir, sir, like in shock, sir. Like what the hell? Quit crying. What the hell just? You're happened? disturbing the other two people in the theater. I think they're sweeping up the popcorn. It's like when Woody Harrelson right. has lost the bowling tournament in Kingpin, right? And the guy's sweeping his rubber hand past him. That was that was me. Yeah, oh, man. Nothing more depressing than that. That's really sad. All right. I anyway. feel really sad for you. Yeah. No, not good. All right. So the next uh, the next batch I feel is fairly important. Although, all right. All right so it's it's Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yep. The seventh seed. 
Skyfall, as you said earlier, you don't feel like belongs I, I in here. I DQ'd Skyfall. Skyfall is a great movie. Great movie. It's not a fantasy movie. Right, and that's the ten seed. It's a British espionage movie. So did you move on Scott Pilgrim? I moved on by Scott default. Pilgrim. Okay. Also, I mean, we'll talk about Scott Pilgrim in its next matchup, but Scott Pilgrim's great. Right. So in lieu of discussing Pilgrim now, we'll just move on to Get Out versus Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, so I think both of these movies are pretty dang good, despite the disparity between the number of their seating, the number two versus the number 15. Get Out is number two. Uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes is number 15. and I, It's another seating miscue, I feel. Yeah, I mean, so I get why Get Out is number two. Get Out yeah. is a very important film. And um, it's just... It's it's dark, it's deep, it's southern gothic. It's it says a lot about our culture, white people, a lot. black yep. people, all that stuff. It's just It's a really uh sobering movie. Yeah. And a good in, you know, in a good way if you're willing to listen and learn and understand the faults of society. Right. Which there are many. Yep. Uh, it's important to see a movie like that. And yeah. I'm really excited for his new movie coming out. What's oh, uh, Us, uh, right? Us, yeah. yeah, I hear it's good. I've heard very good things. What's his name again? Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, right. Uh, also excited for The Twilight Zone. I don't think Get Out is uh, fantasy or sci-fi. I think uh, it's a poignant social commentary. And it's a little bit of a horror flick. Yeah, and I, I would think say. it's more horror than anything. Right. Um, I mean, there are sci-fi elements to it, the whole transferring one brain into another body thing yeah, is yeah, definitely a little bit fantastical in its nature however it's but it, it's, it's not like the main thing about the story you know i think everything else is it's mostly a social commentary like you said yeah no it's it's got a lot to say about a lot of things yeah with, with what's going on in america yeah it's very interesting but at the same time like after it was over i'm like i'm never going to see that movie again here's the thing about get out uh, I've rewatched it multiple times, but I usually you have to get past sort of the more difficult stuff because it's that's not all that much fun to rewatch and rewatch. You know? No, no way. I like his. I I watch it because I think that his friend who warns him that all this is happening. Right. I think that guy's hilarious. Yep. Uh, so he's like the one a, that says "get out." Yeah, he's like <laughs> a good character to. He sort of take is able to alleviate some of the. So the more heavy parts of the movie. Right. Because it is, it's a heavy movie. It's a heavy movie. Um, and I think all the acting is great in it all the way through. I like that, yeah. that dude Bradley from Woodford, The Office uh, Space. He's in it. You know what I'm talking about? He's the... Which one? Oh, gosh. Well, there's Bradley Whitford. There's uh, uh, Catherine Keener is the mom. So you know all the actors' uh, names. I don't know Allison Williams names. from Girls. This is girlfriend. Right. It's the... That's about all the people I know. He's like the... Uh, oh, I have, no, I can't tell you who he is. <laughs> I forget. But he's like one of the older guys. He's dying and he becomes... Oh, okay. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Steven Root. Right? He Off tries, space? He tries to buy him. That dude, right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I think he's really like like awkward and creepy in it. Yes. Yeah. Right. He's always a little creepy. Yeah. Now... Well, uh, he like in uh, True Blood, he's like the creepy old yeah guy. 
God, Drew Blood. Yeah, that, <laughs> that fucking show. They're going to show that fell off a cliff. Yeah, totally. So I voted for Get Out uh, only because it rises, as we've talked about, is the weakest of the trilogy, and Get Out is a much more evocative movie. Like, Yeah, I put, just, I put Rise in there just because I feel like that's a movie I can watch more consistently all right there you go yeah and that's that's so the only out. reason why that's like a, i said get out like, a, i watch it once i'm like that's it that's oh, an upset i don't for need sure. oh yeah it's a 15 over a two which doesn't actually happen in a normal tournament almost never almost but it never. happens it does happen i don't know it's just one of those movies so that's a bracket buster you know if like this was a real thing and you chose uh i mean rise of the, I, like i said i loved all of that trilogy. you chose the 15 over the two i'd be i'd be through yeah all right, so now we're back to Arrival and Ragnarok. Yeah, Arrival and Ragnarok. What do you got? I chose Arrival. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think uh, Ragnarok's good, but it's also it's a very hollow movie. Yeah, it's so fun. It's, it's silly. Go it's got so a lot far. of humor, whereas Arrival is depth Listen, and texture and social commentary. I'm, I'm harder. Apparently, on, that's important uh, to us. I'm harder on the MCU than most. I Be, still think it's a forgettable movie because I not forgettable, but it's like. Like I said, like all those movies kind of, they not blur together, but they all, they all kind of make the other of, ones mediocre. There's a lot of movies you don't need to see. Right. You really don't. No. Like, you can like be like, oh, Age of Ultron. You can you can't totally miss skip this that because movie because the three second after credit stinger. Right. Where Thanos puts his glove on. All right. It's like, well, he still doesn't show up for five years, so right. I think I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could still just watch that one movie and still uh, get the whole like, thing. I, I I really like both Ant Man's. They're both infinitely needless films. You don't need yeah. to see either of them. No, it's basically Paul Rudd oh. and the other guy who I love, the guy that's in uh, the... Michael uh, Douglas? Is it Michael? No, not Michael Douglas. He's... Oh, gosh. You're so much better at names than I am. He's the dude in Describe the, the character. So he's the... He's obviously not Hank Pym, so... No, he's the partner in his company. Oh, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Yeah, he's hilarious. He's in Nar- yeah. Narcos. Yes. The Mexican one. Yeah, he's in the new Narcos. Who, who he's great in. He's so good in it. He's awesome. He's great. He's, he's super fun. He and his character is super fun. You know, he's, I love the Ant-Man movies. They're a lot of fun. But they're if you were going to tell someone, like, oh, you have to watch A, B, and C to really understand what's going on, you wouldn't have to watch them. You wouldn't have to do any of that. Ant-Man, you could just watch. You can even watch halfway through, and yep. it'd still make total sense. You could you could actually just see him become Ant-Man to understand his cameo in Civil War, yep. and then you could just watch the after credit scene in Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's it. All right, so Arrival takes out Thor easily, handily. Yep. Ragnarok, I think, I fear that's where many Marvel movies are headed. Yep. Where they're just sort of empty. It's jokes. Joke, 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 joke. I mean, action scene, action scene. Joke, 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 joke. But when you when you destroy an entire city, right? Like this is where Thor grew up. This is like where all these people lived, and it's such an afterthought. I'm sorry, but you've you've cut the legs out from underneath your your drama. Asgard's gone. It's like oh, but Asgard's not a place. It's the people. It's right. Like, eh, it's still a place. He didn't seem too affected by that place going. Yeah, like at all. And then of course, uh, Infinity War picks up, and it's like none of it matters. It's over. Yeah. Half the people are dead now, so none of it matters. Except all of them are dead because where's the other ship? <laughs> Marvel does that a lot. Yeah. I'm not going to forgive that. Like I don't have to, and no. you shouldn't either. Not that their movies are bad, but don't forgive like cheap storytelling. Right. Like 
You should never do that. Lazy storytelling. Yeah. But it's exciting and it makes it's like a lot if, of money. The, People yeah, love that stuff. If Lord of the Rings like made three movies out of The Hobbit. Oh, uh, well, wait. That actually oh, happened. Wait. It literally happened. Oh, and all of those are completely forgettable movies. Oh, they're all terrible. So the Half-Blood Prince, the only Harry Potter representation, yeah, goes up against Harry Potter. the bank-busting Avatar movie. I got bad news, Harry. I chose Avatar. You got Avatar over Harry, yeah. huh? See, I chose Harry over Avatar just because I feel like... Avatar is my Cinderella story. I feel like Avatar <laughs> was a, an insanely beautiful, well-constructed CG animation with a insanely thin plot line that is kind of it, it is it's just white imperialist unnecessary stealing mineral right and which is an important storyline i guess however i feel like it's been told many times and it, it kind of is just the thing that strings all this beautiful cg world together you know i'm interested to see where it goes because from what i understand they're bringing the same bad guy back well, if if I mean if there's a if there's a deeper contextual storyline to it, that'd be great. Although, it's just not there yet as of no. two thousand March, you know, fifteenth uh, two thousand. The crazy thing is, like, you watch it, and it, it is a very rich world, but it is very it's very direct, right? Like, it goes, it's going this direction, right? I feel like um, we're gonna make a great sandbox video game. Avatar for sure. Right? If you can like live in that world and be a character in that world, that'd be great to like witness and participate in. However, as a movie, it's just kind of like it's beautiful. It's an insanely beautiful movie. Well, I love it. And but I'm it's not rewatchable to me. You, it's my dark horse. Who knows how far it's going to go? Yeah, who knows. All right, so moving forward, we have The War of the Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah, Is that what the one you picked? Uh, yep, and Inception. And Inception, who you got? I picked War. Because I think war just has more to say. Like I think uh, the Inception concept is very interesting, right? But at the same time, it's just about a guy who is trying to get back to something. Shoot, I picked Inception. I don't honestly know why, but I think <laughs> I just think war is. I mean, I like both it's those a much movies. Stronger film. I really like both those movies. Well, now that I'm saying it, I don't know if I really liked Inception. I'm not sure why I put that through. To be honest, maybe well, it's I a good the wrong movie. choice. At least it's a it's it's a movie you have to see. I mean, both of them wouldn't have won in the next round anyway. But I feel like Inception felt important at the time when it came out. Everyone kind of was mind blown by it, and and it's you know like I like Christopher Nolan a lot. I think he's people done, love Christopher. I think Nolan. he's mostly done very good movies. Christopher Nolan is the inverse of Zack Snyder. Mm. Where the, How so? The internet. If Christopher Nolan shit on a plate, <laughs> the internet would say it was the best piece of shit ever taken on a plate. Agree, agree. Whereas if Zack Snyder made the second coming of shit. Ben-Hur, <laughs> right? Like uh -huh. this movie that is it's great movie, like would have went down in history. They'd be like, Zack Snyder's a misogynist. Fuck that guy. Right. Well, uh, he made 300, so yeah. fuck him. That's, that's just how the internet works. Like... It's not to say that he's a better filmmaker than Christopher Nolan. I don't think he is. But one of them gets just much more favorable treatment than the other. And that's how the internet goes. And that's how the internet works. Fucking crazy. Right? You'd swear that Zack Snyder reached into people's chests 
and ripped out their like the Batman that existed where their heart was, the right. Batman symbol, and he ate it in front of them. Well, I mean, it's hard to yeah. mess with what people have built up in their minds yeah. as the most beautiful and perfect thing. So, I'm, how dare uh, you mess you know, up I Batman? Think, yeah, I think Christopher Nolan's made great movies. I think Zack Snyder's made a few pretty damn good ones and a few uh, whatever ones. All right, so we differ on that one. So War War of goes ahead for you, and then Inception War goes, goes, goes ahead for, for me. me but yeah. I feel like beyond that, it doesn't go much further for either of us. Maybe we'll see. Um, going down the line, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the movie we didn't really talk about very much against Get Out for you, but yeah. against Rise of the Planet for me. So I had Pilgrim beat Get Out. Okay. I think Get Out is a uh, obviously it's a more culturally important movie. Right. But I love Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is a fun movie. Scott Pilgrim was such a an ode to our childhood. Ingenu- it, it had Isn't so it? much ingenuity to it. Okay. Like he did so many cool little things. Right. And he made it feel like very few comic book movies actually make a the movie feel like a comic book. Right. Like Spider Verse is coming up on this. It's in the next uh, part of the bracket. It feels like Spider-Man coming. Right. Um, that's a cool thing to do. And he did it with a live action movie. It had a visual style all its own. I'd never read Scott Pilgrim and I immediately fell in love with the story. I thought he did an awesome job. Edgar Wright did an awesome job with Scott Pilgrim. I love Scott Pilgrim versus the world. It's one of my, it's like, Probably top twenty movies of all time. Oh, so great! There's so much to it, and I, and I feel like we can probably do a whole separate podcast on this movie specifically, except for I don't know if it's a bomb or not. It is a bomb. It is a bomb. It made no money. It's a bomb. It's a sex bomb. Holy shit! Yeah, it did no not. Idea. It did not make a lot of money. I, I don't know this. It it cost a decent amount. It did not make a lot. Oh man, there's so much to it. It's one of those things where it's like it's like a Street Fighter game at times. It's like an anime oh, it's at times. Total video game anime. It's oh man, it's just like so much depth and texture for nerds. Yeah, basically. And it's got Brandon Routh. Yeah. I mean, what what, what else do you for? need? Yeah, Thomas Jane is in it, right? And you have you have Vegan the please. you have the kid from. Arrested Development, uh, and he Michael Sarah, and he is heartbroken over the Marvel girl, right? Well, she is no, it's uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's the huntress in. Well, no, no, but like, but the the girlfriend that he's heartbroken over oh, is Brie Larson. Well, it's Brie Larson, yeah, That's right. Captain Marvel, and then yeah. he fights Superman. He fights Superman, and he fights. Captain America. Captain America, right? And like all these other superheroes, yeah. basically. Um, and it's just like such a like it's just such an interesting thing. So what did, what did we say earlier? We said Edge of Tomorrow is like a video game. This basically is a video game. This is literally he a fights video game. seven bosses, right? And there's right. like Street Fighter references yeah. all throughout, and like money appears and, oh, out yeah. of people when they get defeated. I, I love how it goes from being like a movie to a sitcom episode to 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 an anime as you said like right. he gets like an applause for a joke. Yeah. Or he gets like power-ups for drinking don't something. Don't they do like the Seinfeld like baseline? Yeah. Do boop boop boop. Yep. It's a great movie. It's, it's really so, fun. 
you you will never see a more original take on a property than than Edgar Wright's take on this. Yeah, and I and I feel like it's a, a terribly underrated film that no one got to see yeah. and nobody cared to see. And I I love maybe Ant-Man, they never got it, but maybe would, they never understood it. I would much rather see his version of Ant Man, whatever that may have been. Right. Because this movie is so it's just yeah it's different it's different there's nothing like it. No. Yeah. So I agree. So. Scott Pilgrim wins that one. All right, so now I have a rival in Avatar. You have a rival in Avatar. Yep, guess what? The Dark Horse. <laughs> Boom, riding over it. Okay. See you later. <laughs> it's all, they're both movies about understanding other people's cultures. Avatar wins. Avatar wins. Wow. Okay. So I have a rival against the half brought right now prince. I'm, I'm <laughs> right now I'm Sam Worthington riding a giant dragon hawk <laughs> screaming to the roof to the mountaintops. <laughs> Man, Avatar. I just I just I never would have thought that it would have gone that far for you. I love Avatar. Dang. I got to revisit that one. Holy hell. I mean, I I just remember it being like pretty good. Storyline okay. Graphics great. That's the end of it for me. I mean, I remember seeing that in 3D and thinking like, oh, wow. This is it. This is the future Somebody of actually movies. did something in 3D that mattered. That mattered. You know? Like, See, I have Arrival against the Half-Blood Prince, and I put the Half-Blood Prince ahead of Arrival. Wow, you really Based took, on my love for Harry Potter. You took Half-Blood of Prince far. I know. And it's not it's not my favorite movie by then, either. Or by that. I mean, I know, like him a lot. That storyline. I mean, I have my own Harry Potter wand, for Pete's sake. Heck yeah, you do. I've it's seen a, it. It's a Slytherin. I've seen it, bro. It's a Death Eater wand. But it's because you're badass. Yeah, it's because the <laughs> bad boy. Right? <laughs> Everybody knows I do dark magic. All right, so you got Avatar in that last slot, and I have the Half-Blood Prince down below it. You have it's Inception so, against Scott Pilgrim, right, for you no, as I well? I have War versus Pilgrim. War against Pilgrim, right. And who do you got winning that I chose that War for the Planet of the Apes. It's really hard for me to bury two apes movies. <laughs> okay. You know, Dawn lost out to District Nine. Right. But District Nine is so good. I couldn't I couldn't have War lose to Scott Pilgrim. Because again, like you get deep into the bracket, it really matters on what you're trying to say. Right. And when a film has a lot to say I agree. I gotta go with it. It's the War of the Planet of the Apes. Into the semifinals, yep, or quarterfinals, or whatever it is. Yep, I have Scott Pilgrim going through. Now, how how far will my dark horse go? Is the question. So you've got you've got Scott Pilgrim versus the Half Blood Prince versus the Half Blood, which Prince. is a very easy you're going to pick Pilgrim, of course. Yep, if you can tell how extensively I've talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got Avatar and War. Okay. I picked War. Totally for, different. I picked War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh man! So the final four. Or the Planet of the Apes. Those those movies, like, ah, I uh, get it, man. They're really great. really spoke to me. They're great, great flicks. Uh, and I think he's gonna Matt Reeves is gonna kill Batman. Just watching those those two Planet of the Apes movies he did. He also did a uh, Cloverfield. Oh yeah, I love that movie more he, than most people love that movie. He's gonna kill Batman. Like he, it's gonna be Dark Knight trilogy was great. I think Batman 89 is great, but perhaps that has something to do with my nostalgia for it. Mm. 
I think he's going to make the best Batman movie that we've seen. Wow. Yeah. War of the Planet of the Apes. So, the final four. Yep. War for the Planet of the Apes. Final and four. And Scout Pilgrim for me. So to recap, I, Mad Max, yep. District 9, War of the Planet of the Apes for you, so Scout far. Pilgrim for me. Uh-huh. And there we are. And we got one part of the bracket left. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Last section of the bracket before we break down our final four. Hell yeah. And here we go. Woo! And we're back with our last portion of the bracket. Okay. This is the Red Planet, a.k.a. Val Kilmer portion of the bracket. Hell yeah. Because there's a movie about Mars in here. And he is the clear, perfect representation of Mars. Yeah, he is Mars. He'd probably be the president of Mars. Yeah, he's about as big as Mars, too. Not anymore. Burn. Fat Kilmer joke. Anyway, so the number one uh, seated movie, according to the IO9. Another surprising (laughs) entry. Attack the Block. I've heard nothing but good things about Attack the Block, but I've never seen it. Me either. I actually had never heard of the movie Attack the Block, but it's the number one seed. Here's the good news. It was up against the Hunger Games, which I also have not seen. Oh, see, I've seen one and a half of these movies. And I never plan on seeing them. I'm guessing it's the original that they're going with here. Right? I assume. It just is Hunger Games. Number one, The Hunger Games is... There's uh, a two and a three that I... Right? Yeah, there's... Well, there's four movies. Because they split the third movie into two. Oh, okay. So if you're a Hunger Games fan, I apologize. But you should probably just read The Long Walk by Stephen King or see Battle Royale. Oh, I love Battle Royale. Just see movies that did what The Hunger Games was trying to do better. I grew up on the Battle Royale movie. That movie is so good. I'd also... So violent. I'd also recommend Stephen... uh, uh, Steve Austin's The Condemned. It's not a good movie, but it's the same principal premise as The Hunger Games. So you you stuck Attack the Block in over The Hunger Games? Yeah, because I haven't seen either, so I gave it to the one seed. Okay. See, I put The Hunger Games in. Because of our rule. The only difference is I'd actually plan on seeing Attack the Block. I'm never going to watch The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games is not a good. A thousand percent. It's not good I'm at all. I'm never going to watch that. It's not good at all. Uh, but The Hunger Games made it through for me because technically I haven't seen the Attack the Block movie. Yeah. So there we go. Let's move on. So next one. Bad matchup for Looper. Because Looper's a good movie. Looper's a great movie. Yeah. I thought. Good. The AC Looper against... Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Also, are you kidding me? Number nine. Didn't Civil War have a better ranking than Winter Soldier? I think so, technically. Where is it? Yeah, it was an eight versus nine. Okay. The Winter Soldier. Comparable. Is the best Marvel movie. It should have had the best ranking for a Marvel movie. Wow. Interesting. Okay. It it is the best Marvel movie. Why? Just a great friggin' movie. It's it's got a lot of seventies intrigue. Like it feels like an like a movie from from that era. It's got grounded, gritty action scenes, and it totally flipped the Cap franchise on its head. Because you know people might wax nostalgic now about Captain America: The First Avenger. The movie's hokey. It's not particularly good. No, it's nowhere near as good as the second one. Definitely. No, it's not even. It's not close. as good as Civil War either. I think. No, it's not. 
it's actually the weakest i think of well no the incredible hulk but it's a it's a pretty weak phase one film yeah i agree I think made a lot of money though not a great movie so you all right so uh, based on how you're describing this winter soldier moves on for you huh oh yeah winter soldier oh see i put looper Crushes before looper. it what yeah looper's a good Crushes. movie looper is a good movie Looper's a very good movie it's it's Gordon Levitt. I apologize, Rain Johnson. I trashed the Last Jedi, and I've now, dang, put Looper out in the first round. So maybe this is like a theme for you. You just don't like his movies that much. I do. I, <laughs> I, well, I like Looper. I did not like the Last Jedi. Uh, I like. Maybe both I'm of them. punishing Looper both... because of the Last Jedi. Maybe who knows? Yeah, it's like a subconscious thing. Deep seated uh, thing for you. It's entirely possible. All right. So the number nine seed moves ahead for you over the number eight. However, I got Looper going ahead. It's a surprise. It is a surprise. Winter Soldier's so good. So so we move on to the number five seed, The Cabin in the Woods. What is, yeah, what is the... What is that movie? That's a movie? Oh, Cabin in the Woods is like a, uh, it's a very meta horror movie. All right, I think I've seen this a long time ago. I have to like... Where essentially they're trying to prevent the end of the world by feeding this beast, by killing teenagers oh no nope, stereotypical it. horror movie ways <laughs> but then like the stoner survives because he figures everything nice. out i can get behind that it's actually really entertaining yeah okay bradley whitford he's in that too so. yeah so it's going up against captain america the first avenger which is the 12 seed yeah which i don't think should have been on this list no but i put it ahead because i'd seen it yeah Right. So you, that's fair because you didn't see Cabin in the Woods, but I no, chose Cabin in the Woods. I haven't heard of it. Is it a new movie? I mean, obviously it's a 10 year time well, span, but. I wouldn't say it's new. New, new. Yeah, seven or eight years ago it came out. Okay. Shoot. But that's it's it. A, see, again, so you didn't see It Follows. Nope. I'd watch both these movies. Okay. I'd recommend them. Yeah, that's the problem with this thing. There's so I mean, I, 64 movies and... If you're going to put... It's three, been a busy 10 years for me, If so. you're going to choose one Harry Potter movie, <laughs> do we really need three Captain America movies on the list? Nope. My point exactly. Right. Especially not the first one. Yeah, no, it's not that, it's not that good. But Winter Soldier is the one for you, huh? I think a lot of people would put Civil War before that. I would guess. Also, it's older than 10 years old. Is it? <laughs> First Avenger? Yeah. I have no idea when it came no, out. No, no, it's not. I mean, I feel Wait. like it can't be if it's on this list. I feel like they would have done their no, research. It's close, right? but it's I09 is a very respectable website. It feels like it feels <laughs> like it's close. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, they've been cranking these movies out, haven't they? Alright, so the next batch of movies I unfortunately have not seen either of. Your name, which is the number four seed against the number 13 seed, which is Only Lovers Left Alive. Have you seen either of these movies? No, that was the second one I hadn't seen either. So so I put your name forward because it's a higher-ranking seed based yep. on our rules. So let's just move on. Yep, that's what I did. So Right. Hey, I hope I hope you deserved it. Sure. Hope you didn't <laughs> cheat the automatic bid. <laughs> uh, so that's Martian and Under the Skin. Yeah, number six and number 11 seed. The uh, Martian I've seen, Under the Skin, I'd never heard of. That is a movie where Scarlett Johansson's, uh, I think, an alien, but she essentially... Holy hell, yeah. I have seen that movie. Yeah. Yeah, holy heck, I have seen that movie. It's really bizarre. It's a weird movie, and but have, I liked it. They have like these long, sweeping scenes where 
Scarlett Johansson is in like this alternate world where she walks slowly deeper into a pool of water or mud or something like that and she pulls people down and uh-huh. and it was it was unique and interesting yep however i put your name before it because i forgot i watched it so i guess it's not that great of a film but it's uh it's another one of those uh do i really really want to see this again no definitely not yeah so no. that's why, that's why i chose the martian okay because martian is a harmless movie you're talking about so it's the martian versus under the skin right. your name was only lovers left alive right so like we're mixing up here yeah. So your name went ahead, and yeah. Under and the Skin, I totally forgot I watched, but I put The Martian ahead of it, but yeah. I probably would have, because The Martian is... Martian's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I agree. Decent movie. And kudos, because it's a self-published book. Is that really? Yep. Oh, and, uh, I didn't know that. And it was made into a movie that uh, wasn't terrible. No. And also, the book wasn't terrible. It's fun, and like... Whereas Fifty Shades of Grey was self-published and is utter shit. Right. So... <laughs> The Martian. The whole time you're watching that film, you imagine what you would do, which yeah. is one of the, one of those movies, a movie that makes you do that, where you where you where you really put yourself in that position. Like, how the hell would I would react? I, would I survive? Would it, which we definitely wouldn't have. No, I'd die. <laughs> We'd all die, for sure. But at least it's fun thinking. It's like the lottery, you know? Yeah. Like, what would I do if I won? What would I, I do if this. I was on Mars and I was growing plants and shitting into if buckets I had to farm and running all, out of ketchup? If I had to farm at all. You'd like, be fucked. I, I, yeah, it's done. It's over. Just not. Uh, I couldn't do it. Nope. I, It'd be tough. I would have to have extensive instructions on what to do. Yeah. And if that failed, then it's over. Okay. Dig a hole. It's done. Plant yeah. seeds. I might as well, add bury, water, I might as well bury myself. Weed. Yeah. Gotcha. It's not happening. Okay, so you wouldn't survive. Nope. But Matt Damon. Matt Damon would have definitely survived over you. So here's another tough matchup. Well, I don't think it's tough. I'm actually surprised about the seating, though, because it's Toy Story 3 and Zootopia. This is a super easy one for me. Toy Story 3 is a 3. Zootopia is a 14. Now, I'm only surprised because Zootopia is newer, and people love it. People like it. Have you seen it, though? But... I have, and Toy Story 3 is much better. Oh, way better. Zootopia is eh. It's whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's great. Kids love it, I'm it's sure. It's very right? on the nose. Right. Like, oh, I'm this, and so I have to be this. That sloth scene and all that. People Whereas like that. Toy Story 3 is all about, like... Toy Story 3 is a beautiful it's, story. It's a heart start rancher. start to finish. It's a heart wrench. And, like, the whole idea of the kid going to college and handing off the toys to a new kid. Yep. It's the circle of life. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, such a beautiful story. Toy Story when 3 you think is an they're excellent, gonna die. excellent film. Yep. The whole deal. Yeah, with the recycling plants yep. and all that. Perfect oh story. Oh my God, if you haven't seen Toy Story 3, what are you doing with yourself? Right, oh, I agree. God. Yep. So we got Toy Story 3. Moving on, definitely, in that case. Zootopia is fine. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's but right. it's just, it's very, it's a very, like, it doesn't even, it's just. It's going to be a Zootopia 2 at some point. It has a super obvious message. If it hasn't happened already. And it's not like, I don't know, it's a, it's a children's book. Yep. Where it's very on the surface. Right. You know, like, yeah, it has a good message. I'm not saying it's not a good message. It's just, it's not told in a way that's very compelling. Yeah. Like, oh, you're this, so you're evil. But I'm not evil. 
let's be friends. Right. Isn't this what the the whole controversy about Green Book was? Maybe. I didn't see it, but it was Me like, either. <laughs> like, oh, they distilled race relations down to like, hey, the, we're different, uh, but now we're friends. Right. Um, Green Book's going to go down as one of those movies that won the Oscar for Best Movie, but... Mm, but people think... Yeah, nobody yeah. wants to watch it or care to watch it. I can't say either way, you know. I'm sure it's a fine movie, but I still think, like, if Beale Street could talk, should have been nominated, it wasn't nominated, so... Mm. I did not think Black Panther should have been nominated, but it was. Right. Because it's good, but it was... Best know. movie good? Yeah. No, no. still just an action flick. I think that's where the Oscars are starting to have trouble. Now, yeah. to be fair, Black Panther is much better than Bohemian Rhapsody. So, Have you seen that movie? That movie's awful. Is it? That I haven't seen it. I want to see it, though. I love... It's. it's, it's <laughs> I love so, Queen. It's so overtly corny. Mm. Like, oh, well... I heard they didn't handle the whole issue of sexuality very well. No, not really. No. And they kind of glossed over it. It's the type of movie that has Didn't lines it as like, as it should have been. like Mike Myers playing a record executive telling Queen, oh, well, nobody will ever sing this song in a car. And it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Wrongo, if that actually happened. But it's it's Mike Myers telling them. Right. You know, the guy who sang the song in a right. car. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. And then there's a lot of bad editing and like longing looks and like over dramatization of like how impactful queen's performance was at live aid right what a shame yeah it could have been really good it's just corny oh dang it's tough because like if you try and over inflate who you know like very important band He's he's a super recognizable figure uh-huh. and a great lead singer Right, the best. But it, it's like it's like maybe making... of all time, Freddie Mercury. I mean, he's well. I you know. I think he's probably it, the best lead singer of all time. It's debatable. I don't. I wouldn't pretend to know. I think he's better know, than Eddie Vedder. Have the most educated opinion. Well, that's sacrilege. Well, that's true. But <laughs> you know, it's, it's up for any rate. So, Toy Story 3 moves on over Zootopia. We can unanimously say that. Uh, so, the number seven seed in this bracket, the Red Planet bracket, a.k.a. Val Kilmer, is The Witch. Okay, yep. Did against, you see The Witch? Nope. <laughs> against the number 10, What We Do in the Shadows, another movie I haven't seen. I'm kind of lost in this bracket. So, I chose uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. Taika Waititi, as we said Thor Ragnarok. What We Do in the Shadows is a very funny movie about a group of vampires living together uh, in New Zealand. And they have sort of a reality TV show. Like they're being followed. Like their lives are being recorded. What? Really? Yeah. And it's it's fantastic. <laughs> that sounds super interesting. Yeah. The Witch is a good movie, but it's also a movie I will. There is zero chance I'm ever going to watch again. Why is that? It's it's unsettling. The witch is about like a family in Puritan times who one of the daughters or somebody is possessed by a witch. And then it's just batshit crazy. Okay. But, you know, it also involves like the human sacrifice of a baby and stuff like that. Nice, nice. Yeah. I'm into it. 
So <laughs> it's a tough watch. I'd recommend watching it, but you're probably never going to watch it. I mean, it's the seven again. seed, and it's worth yeah. watching, I guess. But what we do in the shadows is like fun. Like it's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Like I got a lot of joy out of that movie. Right. And I feel like a lot of how we review many of these movies is how much joy we get out of it, yeah. how much nostalgia is related you know, to it. it. It's sort of, it shifts. I love Harry it's Potter, like, so I'm going to pick Harry Potter over you know, it shifts. Civil War it's or like, whatever. What movie had a message? Or, But sometimes, particularly when a movie is very difficult to watch, right? you just got And a lot of these movies are one-offs. You watch them. Yep. Not one-offs, like as in they're the only part of the the uh, you know like there won't be a sequel to it but it's more of a an issue of like man i really enjoyed that film but i never ever want to see it again yep and so many of these are that type of films oh yeah oh yeah i think no there's quite a few i mean even blade runner i'm probably never gonna watch again 2049 right i've watched the original blade runner a lot Many times, but like ten times plus. Twenty forty nine did grab me the same way. So even though it was like a visual spectacle, right? I think there's. there's I loved it. It, Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so the witch moves on for me, and then what we do in the shadows moves on for you, just because you've seen it at least. Yeah. And so the final one uh, for the red planet bracket is the Spider Man into the Spider Verse, which is a two seed. Yep. Very yeah, deservedly. Very popular movie that I've never seen, unfortunately. And it's going up against X Men Days of Future Past, which is the 15 seed. You like Spider Man? Well, I chose Spider Man, yeah. Right. It kind of sucks because now my one year old's super into it. So I've seen it maybe 30 times. Right. So my initial like obsession with it has waned, chilled, yeah, considerably. That's how I am right now with uh, my neighbor Totoro, this old Japanese anime that came out in the late '80s, and yeah. I introduced it to my daughters, and they were obsessed with it, and I loved it. I loved it throughout my whole childhood. I've probably yeah. seen it thirty to fifty times, and now I've seen it two hundred times yeah. in the past three months yeah. and uh so it's you know kids, it, kids will kill things kids will kill things i mean I st- i'm all oh, i will always love the movie i will always love that movie till the day i die but it's still you know it stretches it out like can you really yeah. watch this movie three hundred? it's, it's times, very times? tough to it's not like you know kids cycling through it constantly but when it's like he he catches it and he's like no, 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 no. Like, it's like, okay, you can watch some before bed. It's like, oh, this is the fifth day in a row we've watched 15 yeah. minutes of this movie. <laughs> hey, what do you want to watch? Totoro. Yeah. What do you want to watch? Yeah. Totoro. Yeah. Okay. Good. Great. So now Can't I've like seen beginning to end Spider Verse easily like 20 times. Okay. I haven't seen it yet. And the first time I, I hear I it's good. It, the thing is, you, you do catch a lot of stuff like. As you watch it multiple times. So that's kind of cool. Like right. jumping in like, oh, I didn't see that. But it's great. It's fantastic. So importantly, is it better than X-Men Days of Future it Past? Is. yeah. Okay. And I liked X-Men Days of Future Past. But always remember, listeners, that the conceit of having Mystique be the person, the mutant that they wanted to get the powers from to create the perfect Sentinel is utter bullshit. Because if it was her genes, then their powers would 
be fake. They'd be mirages. They wouldn't mean anything. Right. Why is she the mutant they need? It makes no sense. Well, it's the most famous actress in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's stupid. <laughs> it's a stupid thing to do. So I moved X-Men Days of Future Past ahead just because of technicality. Well, you're wrong, but that's okay because you haven't <laughs> seen Spider-Man. So I know. I really want to watch it. I, I can't hold it yet. against you. Uh, so... You've got uh, Days of Future Past. I've got Spider-Man. So now let's uh, go back up. Yeah. Attack the Block versus Winter Soldier. For, For you, me. yeah. Well, Attack the Block, as I mentioned, I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> and I hadn't seen The Hunger Games. and right. It won by default. And it would have lost to Winter Soldier anyways, I feel. So Winter Soldier moves on for me. Okay, fair enough. I had Hunger Games against Looper, and then Looper takes out the Hunger Games because I don't really like the Hunger Games, and I picked that one out of default. Okay, so that's a quick one. Then I've got Cabin in the Woods versus Your Name. Your Name was a default. I very much enjoy Cabin in the Woods, starring one Chris Hemsworth. So that moved on for me. Cap- <laughs> I had uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, beating Cabin in the Woods because I hadn't seen Cabin in the Woods. And I picked your name out of default, so Captain America, first Avenger, beats your name to move on. Okay, so then I've got Martian versus Toy Story 3. Boy. Toy Story 3 wins for me running away. Very similar decision. I don't know if I'd say it was running away, but Toy Story 3 is... Just an amazing feat, and Toy Story 3 moves on. And I can't believe we're getting a four. It's so exciting. <laughs> then I get What We Do in the Shadows versus Spider-Man. Sorry, What We Do in the Shadows. It's a bad break. Spider-Man takes it. Right, and I had the opposite. I had The Witch versus X-Men Days of Future Past, but both movies I wasn't terribly excited about, and technically X-Men uh, moves ahead. Okay, so... Back to the top of the bracket. Now I've got Winter Soldier and Cabin in the Woods. We're very different on this, aren't we? Cabin in the Woods' run is over. Winter Soldier. Okay, so I I have Looper against Captain America, the first Avenger. Looper goes ahead. Wow, Looper's all the way there for you. All the way, yep. Uh, Good movie. You should rewatch it. This one may come as a surprise for many people. We've talked about recency bias. That's what I feel this is. Because I like Spider-Man. Uh, it's It was not as good as Toy Story 3 for me. Toy Story 3 wins. It uh, just such a very impactful movie. I agree. About it's... growing up and getting rid of these things that meant so much to you. But doing so in a way where you don't just toss them aside. Like you, you find somebody else that's going to love them the way you love them. I agree. That That final scene where he hands off all those toys to that girl for me it it was a pretty easy decision over x-men days of future past which is like an eh which is like whatever so toy story 3 moves definitely ahead yep and goes up against looper in my final eight i've got winter soldier and toy story 3 where'd you go i went with winter soldier terrible decision it's a it's a tough (laughs) one uh but i really love that movie yeah, I, I similarly, I had, well, not similarly, but I had Toy Story 3 against Looper, and I think that was a very easy decision for me to make. So you um, chose Toy Story 3. Toy Story 3 goes to the final four. Yeah, see, I was pretty close to that, but in the end, I couldn't do it. Right. 
So now we're in our final four. Okay, you want to so go through it? So what was your final four? So my final four was Mad Max, yep. District 9, Scott Pilgrim versus The World, and Toy Story 3. Okay. Yours? Mine was Mad Max, Wonder Woman, War for the Planet of the Apes, and Winter Soldier. Wow. Crazy. All right, so on the eastern bracket, which is the... Uh, Gates of Valhalla versus the Live, Die, Repeat. Right. Who you got? Mad Max versus... Wonder Woman. Right. You've been felled. Mad Max. I think Mad Max is... I, I Similarly, I picked Mad Max over District 9. It's, it's just one of the best movies made in the last 10 years overall. Yep. Even sci-fi, fantasy, doesn't matter. It's like a... Just a beautiful, majestic it was a piece tour of, de of force. art. Yeah, I agree. It was, oh, George Miller knows how to cut a goddamn movie. Yeah, he does. And, you know, it'd been a long time. He was making, like, Happy Feet and stuff, so. <laughs> you know, he goes out in the desert, makes this unreal action picture. Right. And changes the game. All right, so Mad Max moves on. Mad um, Max moves on. All right, so in the Western division, if you will, who do you have again? It's... I've got Winter Soldier right. and War for the Planet of the Apes. War for the Planet of the Apes. Who wins that? I took the Winter Soldier. The Winter Soldier. Yeah, so anybody Why? who claims I'm, not, I'm too mean to Marvel, <laughs> you're wrong. I think the Winter Soldier is a fantastic movie. Oh my There's goodness. There's so much I love about it. I think it was done so well. I really wish they could have kept kept uh, the uh, tide rolling from that movie and they to me they just couldn't. I I do love Infinity War. I don't love Civil War. Winter Soldier was just the peak of Marvel. Wow. So Winter Soldier makes it up uh, into the final up against yep. Mad Max Mad for Max. you and then for me on my bracket side I had Scott Pilgrim versus the World going up against Toy Story 3 which is really just a kind of an emotional roller coaster for me in terms of decision making. They're both excellent movies. Once more of a younger version of myself versus a well, maybe not an older version, but like a younger version meets older version because of all the reference making in in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And so, in order to make that decision, I I went with my gut and I picked Scott Pilgrim versus the World wow. to make the final. Wow. Over Toy okay. Story three, that movie just spoke to me, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure if like that movie makes any sense to anyone else because I watched that movie with my wife, and she was like, Ugh. "It was wow. one of the worst movies I'd ever seen." To be fair, my, my sister does not vibe on that nerd level. Oh, and also to explain at this very last uh, note here that uh, my wife happens to be yeah. your sister, yeah, which is. Interesting and awkward at the same time. However, so <laughs> so the the final for me, Mad Max for Scott Pilgrim, and the final for you is Mad Max and the Winter Soldier. And so, who takes it all home for you? I think this was destiny. I think this was we were always supposed to meet at the gates of Valhalla. You were supposed to witness me and witness this movie. It it won this contest, and it, it really in the end wasn't even very close. It wasn't. like This is the most infinitely rewatchable. It is the most stylized, the most fun from start to finish. I love everything about Mad Max, obviously aside from the brief interlude in Boring Town. Okay. 
Fair enough. So Mad Max is the winner for whatever your yeah I mean, name is. It's it's almost not even fun. It's like when you when you have an actual bracket. I have geez, I haven't watched college basketball in a long time, but mm. when the number one seed wins, it it's never that fun. So this is but, like the the Duke Zion yeah, Williamson yeah. pick, Mad Max but, number sorry, one overall like, with a bullet. Mad Max is just better. So I had Mad Max movies. against Scott Pilgrim against the world, and as much as I love both of those movies, I would also say that Mad Max is probably. Yeah. The winner, how definitely you, the winner, actually, and it's funny that we chose that it's exact it. same choice separately. We definitely filled these out differently, separately from each other. Well, I will say there was some good deviation there on yeah. the uh, second half of the bracket, which is fun. Fuck yeah! Um, but man, I mean, how can you deny Mad Max? I don't know. I feel like we're it's watching it right now. I would love to watch it. Right All right, now. let's do it. All right, let's go. All right, longer. Yeah. All right, so hey, I hope you enjoyed our special March Madness edition of Hops and Box Office Flops. It was a little impromptu and unplanned, right? but uh, it was a lot of fun, and it's two parts, so stay tuned. We got uh, The Last Stand, Arnold's uh, not-so-triumphant comeback to cinema after being the governor, and then we've got Batman and Robin, which might break me physically, mentally, spiritually. And thanks so much for uh, Stone Brewery for making all these delicious beers that I've had about 30 of while filming all this or recording all this. And also, again, thank you to io9. Uh, We come from the future for uh, delivering us this very awesome uh, Field 64. Comprehensive bracket of of movies. Yeah, excellent stuff. So, uh, again, we're brought to you by revengeofthefans.com. Check us out on at uh, hops and bo flops on twitter and myself at at writer tlk i'll post some interesting links uh throughout these because uh, there's tons of movies to cover here so i'll find some stuff and so, uh, yeah. maybe you didn't know maybe you did so thanks again we'll see you next time see ya